This is the one with Bessie Superdrive. Button-down hazmat suits. Running in place. Baby Benton. Elton John. Yet another version of The Fall of Atlantis. And the... <laughs> time Ram. It's called The Time Monster. Here we go. We're embarking on a voyage all through time and all through space. Counting Daleks, Dalek Hood, and the Cybertronic race. Sontarans look like taters, and Silurians all have wonky scales. And the Doctor has a TARDIS. We're reviewing all his tales. Who back when? Reviewing all of who there is. Who back when? Subscribe and read on iTunes, please. Episode by episode, we're trudging down this temporal road. Come join us on this odyssey. What other choice could there be than who back when? Who back when? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode C064 of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Doc Pass. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll catch on. It'll catch on. We'll say it for every episode. I think so. That's what I have been doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Finally. With me in the studio today is Nick. Hello, Nick. Hey. How you doing, Punkin? Oh, I didn't introduce Punkin? myself. I'm Punkin. Hello. Yeah. Uh, and today we are looking at the time monster. It is the final... It's the season finale. Mm-hmm. And, sort of anyway, and it is the penultimate Delgado serial, Ooh. and it is the last episode or serial that we have before we get to the anniversary. Oh, and the Three Doctors. Yeah, yeah. Shit. I know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm super excited for the next one, basically, but yeah. But yeah. We've got to get through this first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, be that as it may, should we jump into a bite-sized chunk of who? Let's do that. Time for us to synopsize, clarify and summarize. So take a view and grab a brief and listen to this overview. This free for all we like to call a bite-sized chunk of who. Bite-sized chunk of who. Posing as Professor Theskalos, the Master is using Cambridge University resources to summon the time-devouring titan Kronos and presumably take over the world. He, Doc, and Joe then travel back to Atlantis after first playing about being inside each other, where the Master tries to organize a sexy coup. Surprisingly, he's in over his head, though, and his new ally is not quite as controllable as he had anticipated. Also, there's a Minotaur. Peace go over, you are welcome. welcome. Aren't you just? <laughs> we just mentioned the Minotaur. Can I just ask you? You're are you start? Yeah, start with the Minotaur. Can I just? Can I? Can I just ask? Are you aware of who played the Minotaur? Um. <laughs> okay. Let Let me plumb that. Is it John Levine? <laughs> <laughs> is it... It was the son of Danny Cal- Savalas. No. Is it, it Sonny Caldinas? No. Is it? I don't know. I'm it was just David gonna... Prowse, a.k.a. Darth <gasps> Vader. Man, there's a... M- heavy on the Star Wars yeah. representation. Because yeah. <laughs> last classic, we had the guy that played... Uh, um, we had Biggs, and we had... We had... Um, um, what's his... Lobot. Lobot, yeah, from from Empire. Yeah. Uh, and now we've got Darth, we've got Darth Vader. He is... Cut. I was going to say that. Holy smokeroonies and cheesecakes. I want those abs. Yeah. <laughs> but again, doesn't get to say anything. No. Apparently had a funny voice. Yeah. You know, David Browse was at Oxcon this year and last year. We didn't speak to him. <laughs> we just like literally walked past Darth Vader because like we're here for Doctor Who. Yeah. He was on Doctor Who. Oh, we should have should have been like, hey, hey, we're here because we heard that the Minotaur was going to be in Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unaware of your other. <laughs> starting with the Minotaur is like starting with dessert. Is that yeah, where? Bit, yeah, um, sorry, yeah. sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't contain myself. Fair enough. Uh, where would you like to start? Um, let's start in Cambridge. Okay. Let's start with the master, <laughs> just sort of turning up as a professor that. Professor Master. Professor, yeah. Professor Master. Professor Master. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and, and later on he becomes Lord Master at some point. But yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> he turns up at Cambridge. Yeah. And the, like, I don't know, the, the fucking vice chancellor or whomever or the head of that department goes, we haven't heard of anything you've ever done. We've never seen any of your papers. You clearly faked your CV. Yeah. Um, a, why isn't he just fired on the spot? Well, why was he hired at all? Well, because it's only after the hiring process has been completed and after a significant portion of university funds have been funneled into his secret experiment that no one knows about, and it's only after he's been working there for quite some time and after he's been set up with his own office and only after he's been set up with his own science crew, two people anyway, right, that he manages, that people look into his credentials and maybe question their decisions that I- is a hundred percent how <laughs> academia works i'm yeah. looking at you dr Aaron Zimmerman. you need to tell <laughs> that, that seems accurate to me though. if that's really your name yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. there's that but then subsequently but he hypnotizes the chap yeah. which leads me to the first obvious plot hole oh okay why doesn't he hypnotize everyone at Cambridge that he comes across? I feel like this is a deja vu. Do we not ask this question every time? I know we're going to we're going to park it, up. but it just straight off the bat, I was like, ah, oh, okay. But why did you wait till this point? Why uh, did you go? Why did you jump through all the hoops? Why did you fake as if you didn't? Why? Do why are you trying to summon a time pigeon from Atlantis when all you need to do is like you need a megaphone and just hypnotize everyone? Problem solved. You also have a machine that slows down time for literally everyone. Do you need a time monster? <laughs> <laughs> Overall, okay, so hang on, let's say something else. And he has a time machine. You did the, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he does. He has a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the last time that we did a classic review that you hadn't gone onto Facebook at all or scoured the interwebs for opinions. This yeah, time you did. I did. Yeah. Um, and. The, the result was, I mean, again, it doesn't colour our opinion. We're way too long in the tooth now. We're, we're far too far down the temporal road to give a shit yeah. about other people's <laughs> opinions <laughs> too much. Um, or at least they don't colour ours. But I think, so this was the big, the, the, the lovely um, Facebook group that we're part of is they're, they're diehard fans. So they tend to score high yeah. for the love. We're a little bit more, <laughs> more critical, <laughs> but they, they still score half their love. And this one got, ra- well, not roundly slated, but I would say four out of five replies, of which there were many, yeah, um, were slatings, and then the occasional, I love it, it's a guilty, it's a guilty pleasure, pleasure. Yeah, that sort yeah. of thing, um, which was a turn up for the books. I've never seen that much vitriol from, a, from, from those from a hardcore real fans. fans. Yeah. Also interesting there, I found a lot of people were saying, well, a lot, I say a lot of people, at least... Three people, I think, were saying this is one of the worst Pertwee serials overall, mm. alongside something, something. It was alongside Space Col- Colony in Space Colony and Space. The Mutants. And we both gave The Mutants 4 point something. Like, I think you gave it 4.4. I gave I, it 4.1, I think. I, and this I is love it. The Mutants. This is a pantheon of experience, yeah. right? But, like, I enjoyed The Mutants. And, you know, spoiler alert, I'm going to enjoy more, this more than I think most people do. Yeah, same here. I think that there's something in The Mutants, there's something in this, that was conceptually adventurous. Yeah. Do you mean? Like, it wasn't just a celestial toy maker done in a different garb or whatever. This was, like, a whole different fucking thing, which I quite liked. It yeah, took exactly. place in, like, two different time periods, did the whole thing. We'll get to that in the we, review. We will get to it. So, dealt with a little bit of the master in Cambridge. Yeah. Well, hang on, there's lots more about the master, though. Oh, go on, hear me. Okay, so... <laughs> The master's built his machine, his tom tit. 
<laughs> I forgot about that. Tom Tit, transmission of matter through interstitial time. Tom Tit. So I googled Tom Tit. Yeah. To see if it was like Cockney rhyming slang or something. Yeah, it is. For shit. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's also a bird. It's also a bird. And in Sweden, in Södertälje, to be specific, there is a science museum called Tom Tits Experiments. Oh. I have no idea why it's called that. Right. But yeah. Well, I mean, this is this just like the writers have chucking in something fun for the adults? Maybe. You know, I feel like that's some shit that wouldn't get broadcast now. Isn't that kind of ridiculous, though? Like, why would you make that joke? Are the writers thinking, this is actual garbage? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's subliminal. But it, it made me laugh every time they said it. The Tom Tit. Yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking, is there something else that a Tom Tit is? You know, is, is, is Tom Tit, does this have something? Bec- uh, well, I, was, I mean, my mind automatically goes to this science museum in Sweden. It's like a super popular thing for kids. Right. And so I was thinking, well, hang Mine on. just goes to feces, <laughs> like immediately. Just feces, like that's, that's the default setting of your brain. Yeah, Tom Tit. Yep. Okay, so, <laughs> so I was thinking, well, maybe there's a science connection here. Maybe Tom Tit actually means something else. Mm. You know, was there a Mr. Tit? Mr. Tom Tit? <laughs> but yeah, no, obviously no. <laughs> I'm not 100% serious, I should say this. But <laughs> I mean, I figured maybe there's a science connection in some way. Like, why would you name a science museum Tom Tit's experiments and then here in a sci-fi show you have Tom Tit? But no, it's just a fucking bird and then smack the shit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So the, the experiment, so the experiment itself is to, the Cambridge scientists think it's to basically make some sort of transporter. Yeah, it's like the proto-T-Mat. Proto-T-Mat. Yeah. Tom Tit to T-Mat. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Um, that fucking works. It totes malotes works. Mission accomplished, guys. You don't even need the master for this, by the way. Now, see, I got the, the follow-up from this, sort of like once the, the arc is completed or whatever. The science is still sound. Just do the, what you did to the crystal and don't go, go too much because you'll summon a bird that devours <laughs> time, right? But if you stay within the normal range, you could get that lamp from here to there. I guess, yeah. <laughs> that, surely that must help people. That must. Yeah. Just like I said, one if you go one click too far to the right. But is it because you need whatever energy is in that silly crystal? Yes, or you, yeah, the trident you do crystal something thingy. to the crystal. You reverse its polarity. So without the crystal, uh, there is no... There's no no device. Yeah. There's, there's no function. So they have been operating under the assumption that there will be no crystal, right? Because he doesn't steal the crystal until he steals the crystal. No, no. The crystal exists as part of the thing already. Oh, does it? A fragment. So the master has already sourced this fragment. Oh, you know what? You're right. Sorry, but, I forgot. Yeah, but the, when the, the priest dude shows up, he's like, oh, this is a mere, you know... That is the worst cliffhanger, like a chipper, by the way. You know, that is the worst cliffhanger. Yeah. Here, we've brought some geriatric across. I assumed when, when that chap showed up, I was like, wait, is, is that Kronos? Like, is, is that what you're doing now? Yeah. And there's like, no, he's just some old dude from Atlantis. I don't mean to be disrespectful to the elderly, but some old dude from Atlantis does not a cliffhanger make. Also, he turns up all like, I am the high priest of, you know, yeah. Kronos and, and all that sort of shit. And then he just turns into a bitch immediately. <laughs> like, first he's like super... Oh. But you have handles on your doors. Yeah. Oh, ah. <laughs> your trousers zip up. <laughs> what kind of black magic is this? 
I know much more about this this Kronos than you do. I know how all of this works, but that goatee has got something uh, is something magical. Else, so, yeah. <laughs> does the monster hypnotize him as well, though? I'm not sure he does because I don't think Atlanteans, or certainly someone like this priest or and or later the king, yeah. can be hypnotized. Oh. Your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only money. <laughs> that was super racist, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> super racist. Hooray anyway. for anti-Semitism yeah. in, <laughs> in Lucasfilm. Okay. Um. <laughs> Where were we? Um, so we were talking about the master and the Tom Tits and yeah. thing. Okay, let's talk real quick aside the other co scientist, co researcher. And the research assistant. Ingram and Stu. Ingram and Stu. Yeah. How did you feel about Ingram and Stu? Okay. I, 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 do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll jump in yeah, go quickly. For it. Yeah. I would watch an, a sitcom in which Ingram and Stu live together, but they're a, kind of an odd couple, but like there's, oh, tension, there's sexual tension there, but oh, I don't know, will they, won't they? I would watch this He's a bit of a cavalier, to use his own expression, and she cannot stop ham-fisting criticism of the patriarchy into every single sentence. Yeah. That, would, that would be a fun sitcom. Yeah, yeah. I would watch it would be a fun sitcom that, that would have bombed after half a season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once, they, once they jump the shark, and actually kiss then it'll just be like <laughs> awful and they adopt a kid or something you know like oh and then they transmatted across the room and yeah yeah, yeah. turns out the kid's a robot it's a whole thing it's, it, I the, sh- watch the show writes itself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stu I thought was hilarious uh, yeah he was he was really really like just well written well written fun witty kind of didn't even give a shit when he turned 90 and of the six serial episode, aside from the recurring characters, Pertriatel, yeah. who's the best looking chap? He's a handsome chap. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's more handsome than the guy that never wears a shirt and has loads of, way too much mascara. <laughs> like, that guy needs to see the inside of a gym quick. Are you talking about... Uh, the pigeon-chested Starscream. Wait, hang on. So is this the lover of the Queen of Atlantis? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He was such a dick. Wasn't he? I really disliked him. <laughs> I thoroughly disliked that man. Everything about him. <laughs> Everything about him. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't have a real storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm very pleased as well. Doesn't he get killed by the... Yes, Minotaur? by the Minotaur. He yeah. gets thrown by what, quote-unquote, glass. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just tinfoil <laughs> and a glass-smashing sound effect. But I'm glad David Prass killed him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Minotaur kills him and then it's just like... Atlantean robes fall to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, yeah, so Ingram anyway. Yeah. Ingram, I, I felt, was not as well written. Like, they were trying to do something fairly bold for the time, I think, mm. with this expressly feminist character who's cleverer than everyone else in the room and who's uh, really good at a job and yada yada. But then... You know, I feel like it almost went too far with the, oh, he's just a man, and oh, you're supposed to be the superior gender, yada, yada, yada. There are so many references to that, that it just goes overboard Mm. and becomes uncharismatic, I feel. Also, she was pretty sexist herself. Did she remind you of of Dr. Liz Shaw at all? That's what I was, you know, I had Oh, that no, power. actually, no, I, don't, yeah. I didn't feel that at all. I feel that you, way. What, you mean because she's also a scientist and... A scientist didn't, that took no intellectual back steps to any of the, you know, men in the room, as it were. Well... Um, was it, pretty ballsy because she went and, you know, did the experiment without those people, you know, went and then okay. went uh, after the crystal without... You know, with, without permission. She was pretty gung-ho. I was basically a big fan of Ingram. I was a big fan of every aspect, every idiosyncrasy of Ingram's, except for the 
uh, let's really underscore the fact that she's a feminist. Now, see, the, the feminist aspect... I think I that think just failed on the part of the writers, unfortunately. Our, my interpretation as well, a little bit, was that these are people that don't necessarily believe in the feminist ideal, and they were using it as a bit of a weird device between Ingram and... What the fucking... What's that dude's name? Stu? Stu. Yeah. Um, because they have a, a couple of tete-a-tetes, and it's like, yeah. like chemistry, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like, that's <laughs> kind of the opposite of the point there, guys. But anyway, no. For the both part, the, the serials were richer for both of them. Yeah, oh, I agree. Since we're talking about them and about the feminism aspect, mm. can I just call out two sound bites? Hear me. Here's one of Stu. <laughs> this is episode one, 11 minutes, 10 seconds in. But do you think how much you've put into it? It's a joint affair. I reckon you've as much right to take a decision as he has. Well. Of course, if you need a man in charge. That does it. We go ahead. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Outspoken feminist, that's my girl. <laughs> and then the second soundbite is of Ingram talking to Benton. Episode 4, 17 minutes, 10 seconds. But what about me? You just stand there and look pretty. Oh man, the 70s were a simpler and much worse time, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Different science reference. Mm. We get to see a time sensor in this serial. Yes. And, and that it is... looks like... A dick. All time sensors look like dicks. Does it not look exactly like a dick? It's got like those pristine balls and then it goes up like there's the shaft do you think of that the they, meter. Do you think the uh, writers were just fucking with us? A hundred percent. Well, not the writers. I think this is the production, the production crew. Yeah, They're yeah. just going, yeah, make it look like a penis. Yeah. Like just make it look like a penis. And then probably they're also thinking like, you know, they're twirling their, their 70s mustaches and going like, <laughs> make Joe handle the penis detector, mm. you know, which really counteracts the feminism aspect that Ingram brings into play. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's explicit. I think that is deliberate. What did you think about the exchange leading up to the time sensor? Do you like the time sensor? Do you know what it does, Joe? It does it sense time? No, I can't remember. Yeah, what it's, is like, this? it's like sense time. Well, you're, look at that. You're learning. Oh. She's like, she's like uh, she's clearly got like intergalactic daddy issues uh, <laughs> because like any little fucking bone he throws her after being a dick for like six cereals. Yeah, she's, she's super just happy. Like, <gasps> oh, oh he God. noticed me. He noticed me. Yeah. 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 It's um, <laughs> it's kind of cloying, actually, to be honest. I mean, it's it's fun and it's there's it leads into when when the doc has quote unquote died yeah in this serial but you know yeah and the time pigeon eats him yeah and yeah. he gets sucked up into the <laughs> vortex um or whatever uh, and then he's quickly rematerialized by like a button that yeah there's a, a like oh you're shit. stuck in interstitial time or wherever he's he is it in interstitial in, time i think it might be he's interstitial. stuck in interstitial time there is literally no way out he will be there forever slash never because there's no such it's between now and now mm. He is boned beyond belief. Press the anti-interstitial time button. <laughs> uh, also, we've conveniently set up that the TARDIS is telepathic so that we can then have him telepathically communicate with the TARDIS later on. Yeah. It did, though, that little exchange where you like he, you keep calling it she as if it's alive. It's like, well, in a way. And, and that's yeah. nice because that means now who from from now on you know there's there's yeah. like lovely precedent and i really enjoyed that yeah i did as well the, i mean this is the first time isn't it i think so i think so as well i think this is the first time even that it, he refers to the tortoise as she hmm. which okay uh, maybe that's not that uncommon if it's like a, if it's a, a ship, ship for yeah. example yeah but uh, regardless very cool hmm. very cool stuff um, what do you think of people running in place 
love people running in place. Yeah. Always love running people running in place. <laughs> um, especially because they've clearly, like, there's somewhere between those, well, we'll slow this down, but, like, when when one person is normal speed, you're going to have to just walk slowly. Like, li- literally <laughs> just, like, <laughs> bagels is yeah, yeah. the six million dollar man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking love that. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you can see he's just like use all of your acting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his mustache is like reverberating under his nose. It's a school. It's like a. It's like a module at Rada. She's like, okay, we're all going to do slow motion. Yeah, I can totally see that happening. Like all of these incredibly famous stage actors, <laughs> at some point, just had to run slow. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, no, I loved it. I really did. I didn't really under. So the timey wimey shit. Yeah. It's kind of best and worst part about this serial, right? The fact that they tried is the best part. Yeah, exactly. That's back to my whole conceptually adventurous thing. Yeah. Full of admiration. What I don't... Basically, do you know the bit where one TARDIS is inside the other and the time ram and all that sort of shit? Yeah, yeah. And, like, you go out and it's in and they're fucking with each other by doing various things. That was super cool. But, like, halfway through, I was a bit like... Is this a little bit like the architect in, what, in the Matrix? Matrix? <laughs> it's like, is he just saying shit? <laughs> or like, have the writer just gone like, if we just say enough stuff in in a row, people will zone out and it'll all sound clever by default. Yeah, but that's that that's where I got to with that point a little bit. But yeah, that bit was fun with the whole like, oh, now he's speaking backwards. Now he's like, it's like you know, like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, maybe the. <laughs> Maybe the speaking backwards bit was a little on the naff side. I was okay with it. I was okay with it. In in general, I've said this before on the... Still, and I think I say this every time, on the few occasions that Doctor Who does this, and I'm still perplexed that it is so rare a thing, given that it's a show about time travel, very rarely is time an actual narrative element. Mm. And when they do use time as a plot device, it's super interesting. But see, in this instance, they don't actually use it as a like a really necessary plot device. If you take all the time bits out, other than it's going, still the, it's other still than going back to Atlantis, yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess you you end up not having that void, yeah, quote unquote, yeah. like the the interstitial time, and maybe you have to explain Tom Tit differently a little bit. But like, you actually don't even like. Why would you even need to? You're right. Why would you need to incorporate time into Tom Tit? Why yeah. can't it just be a team at situation? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, we're going to beam someone. Well, I guess you have to beam someone through time as well. But you don't have to beam someone between times. No. That's nonsense. But I'm very glad that they did. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think we could probably have shaved about an episode and a half off this serial. Yeah. Just yeah. by, like, getting rid of those sorts of things. I, I, I wonder... So we're returned to six-parters. Do you, do you know anything about that? Uh, like, where, where are the four-parters at? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you know what? I'm super curious now. Shall we Shall we have a look? Let's. All right, let's have a look. Well, first of all, the next episode is a four-parter. Hey! That's the three Doctors. Oh, it's a bit of a mix. So going forwards... Season 10 is the next season. Mm. We have, I'm just going to rattle off the amount of episodes. We have 4466466446464. Yeah. That was great. That came with a little dance, that ladies and gentlemen. Dance, yeah, yeah, you missed that. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's a mix. It's a mix. Mm. Okay. Uh, by the way, so next season, season 10, it, that's the penultimate season of Pertwee. Oh, shit. Tom Baker shows up in season 12. We've, Holy shit! I mean, there's still quite a lot to get through, but... 
Yeah, whatever, man. Like, we, we've got, what, one, two, three, four, there are five episodes per season. We've got ten more Pertwees after this. Hmm. That's not a whole lot. But, like, mid next year? I don't know. How many have we done? Uh, four, nine, fourteen. We've done fourteen Pertwees. Where does the time go? <laughs> or the space? How do you feel about Benton turning into a fucking baby? <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel, Leon? I feel like you've got some things to say. Oh, my only note there when that happened in episode four was, Christ, Benton's a baby. I'm not in favor of this. I mean, A, I'm not in favor of babies, okay? But B, everyone gets to see his <laughs> wang later. Yeah. Fully grown wang. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's clearly pretty happy with it. Yeah. He's like, you're even my commanding officer. Maybe it's one of those, like, you've already seen this, bagels. Like, you know what this is about. <laughs> the, <laughs> regardless, he is pretty chuffed to be naked yeah. on Cambridge University grounds. Yeah, he's just in the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, what's going Swinging on? Swinging around. Yeah. Ingram is right next to him. Hmm. Is Joe in the room as well? Joe's in the room. Everyone's in the room. Everyone's in the room. Yeah. Um, I The Benton baby bit, the stew old person bit as well. I like the stew old person. You like the stew old yeah. person bit? I, me too. But I feel like they didn't make him look old enough. <laughs> just look like he just not shaved and grown like more hair. I don't know. And just ran into a chalk factory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, your Einstein costume's coming along. Like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't... Again, I was not that fussed about the time bits and the time devouring bits. Having said that, nice parallel with the something that eats time and the angels... Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, things that eat time yeah. as a concept is is sort of rich. Like, there's there's lots to explore there. They didn't really do it with Kronos. It's slightly different here, though, right? Oh, it's the, very the, different. The it's angels, different, yeah. they feed on the like the potential energy of, of, of the life that they have now rewritten. Sort of makes no sense. It but doesn't really make any sense. Any sense whatsoever. Um, We've had a different uh, species on Who Back When, though. We've encountered a different species on Who Back When that, ate t- that actually ate time. And they were called, uh, I, thi- I think, uh, maybe don't quote me on this one. They were called vortisaurs, I think. Ooh. And they're like basically pterodactyls who fly around in the vortex, I think. Oh, wait, hang on. Kronos no. is like a weird birdie. Bird dude, yeah. I mean, and, he, and that he isn't all at the same time. Hang on. Now I'm thinking it's not vortisaurs. Now I'm thinking there are different aliens that ride the vortisaurs that fly around in the vortex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is from an audiobook. Oh, okay. I can't remember which one now. Sure. Um, Look at Vortisaurs. What did you think of Kronos? He's a dude in a pigeon outfit. But not even a, like a Ku Klux Klan pigeon outfit. Like, yeah, no, like a pointy a, head. Yeah, I mean, say what you will about the Ku Klux Klan. The, those they guys, don't eat time. That's yeah. one of their things. Yeah, yeah, it's one of their things. <laughs> also, think. really good at bird outfits. Yeah. In this case... Eight crosses. <laughs> perfectly fine with time. <laughs> I think. Actually, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, they're magicians, right? They're, <laughs> they're wizards. Wizard, wizards is the word. <laughs> they're <sorry. not> magicians. <laughs> well, it's like <laughs> I didn't mean they practice magic. I mean, like they call themselves like grand grand wizard, right? Grand That's wizard. The, yeah. Anyway, fuck it. Enough about the Kublai Slam. Uh, yeah, well, this is way too much Kublai Slam. <laughs> the time pigeon in this one. I mean, did you at any point feel like, yeah, I can see how this is gonna ruin the universe? No, no. It's I, just like someone accidentally, like they had the window open, a pigeon flew into the room, and now it's, a man it's with a very specific fetish of like he's he's a he wants to be a bird and a gimp all at the same time. It's yeah, it's like a furry but uh, feathery. Yeah, like a, feathery. Yeah, I like that very much. Um, no, I can see that how easily he was controlled by like a medallion um, when he's supposed to be the devourer of time, or like you said, uh, we, we sort of 
discussed this a little bit, Kronos and the actual mythology with the the Titan that ate all his children his kids. and Zeus, you know, like one of his children being Zeus and Poseidon, etc. You know, et this is, oh, okay, um, yeah, 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 sorry, that reminded me of something else. Go for it, go for it. And then, yeah, he ate a stone or something, made it very sick, and then he vomited up all of the other children, all the, like, the rest of the gods that he oh, just see, I don't know the story. Yeah, something. Drew would be better at this. <laughs> the, the thing that pissed me off about this is the same thing that pissed me off about the Minotaur. We're Atlantis. Yeah. Is Atlantis really a Greek island? I mean, no, it's a Greek city. I'm not even sure if it's necessarily an island that slid off into the fucking sea. I don't know. Okay. Well, regardless, the Minotaur was not there. The Minotaur... No, that was in I, Athens. Yeah. Somewhere no, I, no I, don't, I don't think it was Athens. I don't know. Is it Theseus or Perseus? Who, Theseus, Theseus is the Minotaur. Yeah. Perseus is... Um, the Golden Fleece and so on. No, that's Theseus no, that's as well, isn't it? David. No, 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 no. Just the guy David. 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 Dave. No, Everyone's got a name, Dave. Jason. No. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's either Perseus or Theseus who encountered the Golden Fleece. This is a massive Jason. No, that's the Argonauts and shit. And they get the Golden Fleece. Really? Yeah. But Jason and the Golden Fleece. Yeah. Pe- Perseus has the... Um, no, Theseus has the winged Pegasus and Perseus... Wait, Medusa. Perseus is Medusa. And Theseus is the Minotaur. I feel like one of those two chaps... I feel like he was the king of Athens. ...had a whole bunch of different things that he had I feel to like do. Theseus had a minimum two things. Yeah, I'm going to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast gold, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know anything about Greek mythology. Yeah, definitely so. Theseus and the Minotaur. Right. Uh, Perseus. Uh, I'm saying Medusa. Uh, also Medusa, but lots of different things. Right. right? Lots, of, lots of different things. Yeah. Uh, hang on. But Jason and the Golden Fleece. Oh, that's what I was going to look up, wasn't it? Um, hang on. If Jason you shout loud and... enough, Podcast Land, we will hear you. Yeah, you're right. It's Jason and the Golden Fleece. Yeah, suck on <laughs> I know loads of stuff about Greek stuff. If that doesn't make it into the podcast, it has to get in the loose. <laughs> Some lazy dick sucking as well. Uh, <laughs> okay, so where were we? No, I don't know. Cronos. Uh, <laughs> That's what it was. I did not. <laughs> I was not in favor of Cronos as Cronos appeared in this serial. Because yeah. it was literally just like whenever the master wanted something destroyed, he would just open the bird box. <laughs> the yeah. bird would flap around. And he could have just shot someone. Like, or like, or like the- hypnotized them. Yeah. Cronos. His function seemed to be go after very, or like, you know, as as ma- the master used him, was to devour very specific people. Yeah. Right? Rather than have like a big grand plan. So what I'm going to do with Kronos is like eat this bit of time, you know, or like refactor whatever. Well, well I mean, shouldn't his plan have been like, okay, I'm going to use Kronos to kill the doctor, mm. kill bagels, kill the president of the world, <laughs> of the earth. Yeah. And then I'll be the president of the earth because that's ultimately what I want to be, right? Apparently. I think so. Isn't that he basically just wants to rule the earth or possibly destroy it? Which one? I think it's rule and... I think so too. Sort of enslave the earth. Yeah, I don't know. And then, oh, I guess now I'm boned because Kronos is free. Mm. By the way, he peels out of there when Kronos is free on Atlantis. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we get another version of Atlantis dying or falling, and then he bones out of there, at which point would he not now consider like all of Earth's future, his present, whatever? Completely fucked. Exactly. Yeah? Because Kronos isn't going to be stuck in that one time. Kronos yeah. is now going to be, you know, he's eating the Earth. Yeah. Or she. Um, she? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Or, you're right. Obviously, 
transcends anything like earthly gender or time yeah. space, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay, I've got loads of things. I've got okay. loads of things. Yeah, um, let's, let's, hit me, hit me. We, we haven't really talked about this extensively before. The design of the Master's TARDIS. Oh, we've got a new TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just the design of the... Design. Master, but the, the new TARDIS, the like salad bowl TARDIS. Yeah, which clearly is the same set that they're using for the Master's TARDIS because yeah. coincidentally he redesigned his at the same time. Yeah. Tell me about TARDISes. The only thing that I know about this TARDIS is that it was not met with public approval. Right. So they redesigned the TARDIS. They redesigned the Doctor's TARDIS. Mm. Then they clearly just went, well, <laughs> we just redesigned the TARDIS. We're going to use it. Mm. Uh, let's just replace the center base, whatever that's called, like the, the console. console yep. Not the console, just the thing that goes up and down, the um, bobby bits. The, the, plun- the time plunger. The time plunger, technical term, of the Master's TARDIS. And then now this is the Master's new TARDIS. But people hated this. And then for the next season, so this is the season finale, season nine, the next season, season 10, between seasons, it just got damaged somehow. I don't know if this is deliberate or if it was just stored poorly, whatever. So they had to redesign it again. So this is the only serial in which we get to see this version of the TARDIS. Ooh. From the next season on, there will be a new TARDIS, which I don't know what it looks like, but that TARDIS was met with public approval. Ah. Yeah. Specific TARDIS. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interior, I mean. The roundels look completely different. Yeah. But yeah, so the outside, I mean, at one point we've got the TARDIS side by side in the sort of ending yeah. point in the interstitial time. Um, where the, the master makes the greatest getaway of all time. Oh, remind me. <laughs> he just sort of like pushes them. And we're like, okay, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Not really as artful, like, you know, steal an ice cream van or whatever. Like, it just, just sort of pushes them. <laughs> and then leaves. That's a great way of doing this. That's a great way of doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Look over there, a distraction. <laughs> oh, actually, so um, there is a good soundbite. Oh, yeah. I haven't written down any of the timings for it. Okay. Don't worry, don't I need to find this. But uh, at some I'll... point, um, uh, Joe says... Uh, were you going to say curses foiled again which is sort of like a Scooby Doo Scooby Doo yeah, thing yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking brilliant <laughs> I like how self-referential actually this writing has become I, I've i completely missed that but yes agree with you yeah. should we talk Atlantis because that is the second heart so there's a there's a portion that happens in Cambridge and now the, yeah but they're like the politicking and, and quite a lot of the, the yeah we need to talk about Atlantis yeah so it's kind of like two serials it is yeah very much so um, so let's talk about Atlantis uh, the characters. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm very glad that we finally get to meet uh, Queen Booby McGee because she's she's been the face of Atlantis. I, I was giving you like a whole chance there to like start with the king or talk about like the. But yeah. No, no, I'm I'm not saying this. Uh, I'm only saying this because she has been the face of Atlanteans in the Vindex ah. since the Underwater Menace, uh, and I didn't know even which Doctor we would we would encounter like. You know, uh, Technicolor, or not Technicolor, but you know, uh, Color mm. TV Atlanteans again. So I'm I'm pleased to see that. Yeah, right. Bingo, that happened. What's her name again? Gloria Gla- Gla- Ge- Gaina Glana Gluna Gluna. Let's go with Gluna. That sounds about right. <laughs> really, <laughs> really fucked that up. And now she's Gloria Gluna Gluna forever. <laughs> she will reappear on Doctor Who. Uh, in Warriors of the Deep Ooh. from 1984. Presumably that's another Atlantean. Oh, I wonder, as uh, Dr. Solo. Solo. <laughs> Dr. Solo. Oh, do you know what Warriors of the Deep first, is? First name, Hans. <laughs> Hans Solo. Hans 
Hans. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck, I can't do it. <laughs> Warriors of the Deep, just super duper quick notes. It features both Silurians and Sea Devils. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And as Peter Davison serial. Yeah. Didn't didn't really like her as a character. Didn't really like the king as a character. It was interesting how the king was like, Oh the master. I will react to the master like this. Oh the doctor. Come in, Doctor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're clearly, yeah, you're, you're clearly a learned guy who can help us. What, 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 there's nothing about them that's been different so far. Absolutely nothing, except for the goatee. Yeah, it's just like, can't trust a guy in an airy suit. No, no, uh, and who very clearly sends off googly eyes at my wife. Yeah. Yeah, except he wouldn't even notice that because his wife is taking what's-his-face to pound town. What's what's his face? Um, what, what's Glooly's... Gluna. Uh, <laughs> sorry, what's Gluna's lover's name? Um, Gluna like Jim. Gluna and Jim. <laughs> Gluna and Jim. Oh, yes, that's that <laughs> uh, avant-garde French film. Gluna et Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the, the pigeon chesty guy with all the makeup. Um, yeah, so Prince something or other. Prince Jim. So Jim. Uh, the the king does not notice that his wife and Jim are boning down. It sort of reminds me of like Troy, like as in the the Iliad, right? Like in, in, in what sense? In like Paris taking. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever his fucking name's was. Uh, uh, Helen. Helen. But whatever yeah. his name was. Uh, Menelaus? Menelaus, yeah. yeah. That sort of whole bit. Um, a little bit. I'm not really sure why. Just because it's Greek. Yeah, sure. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> king, and he sort of reminded me of King Priam. I don't know. Whole thing. Yeah, okay. I mean, fine. Whatever. All right. Uh, One note that I made about Atlantean society. Mm. This is from episode five. I'm just going to read it out. I've written, even in 70s BBC's Atlantis, the white people are carried around by people in color. Yeah. So Atlantis ruled by white people who have, it seems, black slaves. Peculiar. Right? And completely unnecessary. Super unnecessary. I mean, I don't know anything about... Oh, and clearly you don't know much about that area of history, even though it's mythology, so actually you yeah. can do whatever the fuck you feel like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. But... No, it, it, I, 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 I reacted necessary, yeah. Yeah, quite negatively to it. It's just like, I don't understand why you just did this. And if you're going to have, fine, I get she's a queen and she has, either she has slaves or she has servants that carry her around. Why do these people have to be coincidentally the only non-white people on yeah. screen? Uh, it's a step back. We've just had a number of occasions where we've gone like, oh, finally some progress in that department. But no, this is a step back, I feel. Yeah, anyway. yeah that's a fair point. Um, what did you think of so who, like the Atlanteans and their like weird politics and and the the sexy coup? There was a lot more potential there that wasn't explored. Mm. I would quite like to have seen a serial that is set solely in Atlantis, Atlantis above uh, sea level, yeah. as opposed to underwater menace when Atlantis was underwater. We've been to Atlantis yeah. before on Who Back When, I mean, mm. or, or on, on Doctor Who, and at that time it was after Atlantis had sunken. And it was a very different kind of... Like, Atlantis in The Underwater Menace is a shithole. I wouldn't want to go there. They've got, like, fish people, and there's... What's his face? Professor Zaroff is, has taken over. Like, it's, it is not a nice place at all. This place looked like, okay, 
politics and racism aside, like, yeah, I could probably spend a, like, it's a good getaway. It's a city break. Like, I'll, I'll go to Atlantis for a weekend. I would have liked to have seen a serial set solely in this vision of Atlantis with all the politics and with the, like, it felt like watching Rome or something. You know, like mm. you have all these, the different houses and there are different rules to these things and you can only enter from certain, yeah, I like that. I think that's super exciting, but we don't get to explore that at all in this serial. Yeah. And then there's this, uh, the backstory of, oh, well, there's a monster downstairs. The king has something downstairs. We don't really know what it is that protects something else. We don't really know what it is. And it just turns out, oh, he's got a minotaur and he protects the crystal. Problem solved, done. Mm. And it's pretty easy to beat that minotaur. I feel like I'm babbling here. No. They set up so much, they did so little with it. That's true. It really was just a a sort of, um, it was just a, you know, sort of Macbeth-style, you know, uh, engineering yourself to the top type of, you know, by the time we got to Atlantis, it was just the master trying to convince people, uh, convince, say, the queen to, to this, you know. Yeah, but this is what the master does in every every situation. And then people right? aren't as compliant as he thinks. Except in this well, case, so they were. version of reality, of, of well, one Earth, does he want? Does he want the Atlantean version or the pres- or like the Cambridge version? That's a good question. Wait, does hang on. Why does he go to Atlantis in the first place? Because he needs the big crystal. Oh, right. He needs the big crystal. To do what exactly? To summon Kronos. He properly. already has summoned Kronos. Yeah, but properly or something? I don't know. This makes no sense. Yeah. The, I, the, I don't know. The jibby-jab guy, the, the priest. The jibby-jab guy? Uh, says so. Yeah. You don't give me any, no more of your jibber-jabber. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, he's a guy that says you need to go back to Atlantis. All right. Yeah, basically, none of the... It's always that thing, isn't it? The driving force doesn't seem that re- like that that with the master. It's always a bit like, why, buddy? Yeah. Like, wh- why did you just do it? Different? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, a scene I did like is okay. the end, or the, the sort of the interstitial bit uh, where there's the two, you know, where Kronos is like, actually, this is the form I take now because yeah, I'm, I'm actually fairly civilized and and intelligent. I'm not just a flappy bird dude, and sometimes I'm a flappy bird dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a smeller, you know. <laughs> big old flappy bird, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. You like that? I did. So, sort of. do you? Know, that felt very Star Trekky to me. That's exactly what it reminded me of when they give me God, quote unquote. Oh, in Final Frontier. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that definitely rang a bell as well. I, I was thinking more of the TOS episode when they go to the planet with the Greek gods. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it, but it, it does, but yeah, you're right, that as well, especially since you have like a face in the sky. Yeah. But it did feel very Star trek in the sense of, all right, so they're just two dudes in front of a green screen and yeah. we're just having a laugh, you know. However, very much Deus Ex Machina. I mean, yeah. literally. Yeah. <laughs> Again, could maybe not a little bit more have been done with that? Yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the thing. The Kronos aspect, just like, it would have been cool if Kronos had more of a personality up to that point. You know, like a will or a thought. You know, like how in the Daemons, the Daemons have personality, or the Daemon. Yeah, you know, I guess. Um, it would be kind of been cool to hear from Kronos, you know, to later on say, yeah, actually, I'm I'm all sorts of things. You know, I'm a yeah. god with many faces. It's like, so why a pigeon, dude? Like, why, why a pigeon, dude? Yeah, so Kronos is, well, what, it, it's somewhat annoying that Kronos has been the time pigeon the entire time, seems to have no control over him or herself, mm. no intellect, no motivation behind um, their actions. And then at the end, just as you need anything to solve 
you know, the, the problem at hand, Kronos becomes a godlike entity that can solve literally any problem mm. and that basically turns itself into a genie because Kronos just goes, you know what, I'll do anything you like. What do you want me to do? Yeah, all right, save this dude. Done. Fucking leprechaun is what Kronos yeah. is. So in the sorry, I'm really bobbing back and forth now. In the end, I think I'm going to say I don't like Kronos. Fair. I like the the execution of that scene, as in visually, I like that scene at the end. But I don't like Kronos in general. Kronos is a piece of shit. Did you like the Venusian saying of if the Thraskin puts his finger in his ears, it's polite to shout? Thraskin yeah. obviously being the old word for plinge. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually quite fun. Okay. How about this? We find ourselves in a world not only with Elton John, <laughs> because we do get to see an Elton John poster, yep. but this is a, a world in which James Bond and Batman also exist. Also great. Yeah, because we get this soundbite from episode 4, 3.30. Look, mate, you're paid to play the James Bond games. I'm a scientist. Stuart, really? And from episode 1, 1915. I'll get them to send some sandwiches across to you. Good thinking, Batman. So they exist. This That's is a world in which there is such a thing as Batman. It's really weird, I think. Okay, yeah, we haven't really talked about bagels. But there's not, much, there's to not much to say. However, there is one sound bite of bagels, which, even though it's slightly lackluster in this one, it's not entirely unlike in... Is it the Daemon? Yeah, it's in the Daemons when he's like, uh, uh, fire... That chap over there. Fire chap, 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 chap with the wings. Yeah, <laughs> chap with the wings. Five rounds rapid. In this one, he goes, soundbites, episode two, 555. I want light and heavy machine guns. Owen Yates, shove a couple of anti-tank guns in the boot, will you? Over. You've got tanks there, sir. Over. You never know, Captain. You never know. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you've got tanks there... Never know. <laughs> you never know, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, what did you think of the rockets? Oh, yeah, that sounds like a mobile, yeah, the, the doodlebug. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, actually, I found that quite chilling, in a way. How did you find that entire sequence where the master is conjuring up uh, I got pretty confused. I got a little confused there, certainly. Okay. Um, but I, it sort of started to make sense. But, like, the doodlebug I found pretty chilling, since, like, it's in living memory for a fuckload of the people watching that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not... You, you, would you play a thing in Syria, like, 20 years from now? Probably not. Um, Maybe slightly poor taste? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't love it. Yeah. Made me feel awkward. I remember people from, like, my childhood, you know, sort of growing up in Portsmouth, telling us about doodle bugs and, you know, and the, the sound they would make or whatever. And it's like, oh, really? Oh, oh, oh. Sounds awful. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't think, I don't know how much damage they ever did. Uh, and this was when? Or. This was in 70-something? Yeah, so, like, you know, 73 or something? 20, 30 years hence? Yeah. Bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Actually, I hadn't considered that aspect of it, but yeah, mm. yeah, fair point. I, I thought that scene, that, that sequence of scenes, was entirely ridiculous. Like, oh, okay, so now you have a jousting chap. <laughs> what else? I can't remember. It, soldiers it was show like up. Artillery and, and yeah, yeah. It it just it was really ridiculous. So what is is the master just able to summon various okay, yeah, bits but of history? Water, right. So if I'm like a colonial soldier or whatever, or like a yeah, and I turn up. And I'm just in the English countryside and there's some people in front of me. I don't immediately start shooting, shooting them. them. Are, are you sure you don't? Uh, I mean, it, it seems like this serial proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is exactly what happens. They just continue acting as though nothing happened. The chap who's jousting, yeah. he's, he tries to joust with a jeep or whatever it is. He doesn't go, ah, witchcraft, like what is this thing? Yeah. What is this monster that comes at me without horses? Or like the cloning goes like, those are a lot of funny Zulus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like that scene at all, or that yeah. sequence at all. 
And now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong. Hey, la 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 la. Ratings. Go for it. Right. So it's mixed for me. Yeah. It's way way more mixed than I think probably when we get round to the minis it will be. <laughs> I'm sure they're all going to slate it. Um, and it wasn't great because there, there's these two halves. They didn't necessarily work together. You know, the master was doing the same old master shit, which I wasn't particularly compelled by. I thought Katie Manning and Pertwee did did decent. Like versions of themselves. We haven't talked about, about Joe at all. No, well, I'll talk about her a little bit. Yeah, go for it. The daddy issues definitely bothered me a little bit, but she seemed to have more agency and, and all those sort of things in this. You know, she certainly come in, in came into her own a little bit. Um, I think, just generally speaking, the, the Atlantis bit was more interesting to me than the first half, probably. Um, but again, I'll, I'll come back to the same, same phrase. It was conceptually adventurous. Uh, as an I, you know, they just didn't carry off any of the elements, but I'm not necessarily that upset with it. I try, you know, I stayed with it for all six episodes, mm-hmm. um, and we probably could have cut some out. So I'm going to go middling. I'm going to go like 2.8. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 2.8? 2.8. Oh, wow. I, I think I, all right. It's on the decent, better side of average for me. Interesting. Okay, you know what? I, I enjoyed this, despite the fact that it's not a good serial in my view. Hmm. Your point that this is actually two serials shoved into one is incredibly true. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't really get to enjoy either one of them, I feel, for that reason. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more about Atlantis. Uh, I would have liked slightly more exploration of the the time aspect, the temporal aspect of the whole thing, without the time pigeon. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to know more about the technology of like, what happens between now and now. That, to me, super-duper interesting, but then just saying it and never revisiting it doesn't help. However, I am bumping up the score a little bit because, as on prior occasions, whenever time is used as an actual narrative tool, that makes this series slightly more interesting and edgy. Uh, acting across the board, I think, was probably good. Maybe maybe not so much on the Atlantis side. Mm. Delgado's amazing. I'm really sad that this is the penultimate appearance of Delgado Master. The Doc's awesome. Joe's awesome. Benton's naked. Overall, uh, I enjoyed this episode more than I ought to have, and therefore I'm giving it a 2.0. Oh. Yeah. Right. So it's it's a subpar episode. I mean, had I, had it not been so enjoyable, it's somewhere in the ones for me, to be honest. I, I'm bumping up just for the, the ambition. Yeah. I okay. like the ambition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good try, chaps. Yeah. And ladies. Listener Shazamatron, and we have a whole boatload of listener minis this time around. In chronological order, the first one comes from Robert, aka OBX Pirate. Hello, Robert. Robert says, The time monster, you say? More like Attack of the Giant Stupid Pigeon that truly sucks at flying. Location Atlantis? I thought the episode turned into a bad fan film called Remake of the Ten Commandments. Starring instead of Moses was none other than Boy George. Starring as the princess, who really was a queen, Raquel Welch, or King Tut's queen from Batman? Did they run out of money for a full dress, or did they want to display her assets? <laughs> Sometimes I wish I was a black cat. By the way, am I in your TARDIS, or are you in my TARDIS? If confused, just lift the hand cover marked emergency and pull the red lever. After seeing Joe Grant in those smashing knee-high boots, I might go back to college to study fashion. Tip of the day, you don't need a sword or gun to defeat a minotaur, just a little red rug and a little Venusian karate and shove the monster through a fake wall. I'd give a more th- a thought for you, but I was constantly being frozen in time with the colonel, <laughs> and I was also changed into a baby. Oh, no. S- stay away from crystal lamps <laughs> col- uh, sold on eBay. 
Oh, my aching coccyx. Yeah, that was a good bit. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> while I love the master, the story tro- trope is getting v- uh, so very old. With the third Doctor trapped on Earth with an awesome yet ineffectual unit, the show does not seem like the Doctor Who of the first two seasons. Time to go. I'm needed by the strong and smart Doctor Ruth Ingram, and I will obey her. Obey her. And he gives it 4.1. 4.1? Fuck me. Holy smokeroonies and cheesecakes, dude. That's a, that's a pretty strong uh, that, rating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, nice one. Thank you very much, Robert. Next on the agenda, Kyle Rath. Kyle Rath. Kyle Rath. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle writes, Are you happy with your current interstitial time provider? Perhaps, perhaps you've experienced those long, annoying pauses between nagging, intrusive, pan-dimensional beings. Fanatical about subtextual mature male catfighting? Well, you are in luck. This week's classic serial is about all of those things, somehow. The Doctor, rescued by Joe, repeatedly rushes around, not in the nick of time. (laughs) The Master waves his throbbing trident of power at various old men while attempting to manhandle a stuntman in a white bird suit. Who wins? The women. Joe, Dr. Ingram, Galea, even Kronos at the end for not taking any shit. That's a fucking name. Uh, You mean Gluli. (laughs) Gluna. 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 <laughs> Who loses unit? Seriously, Mike Gates should find new work in, say, the environmental sector. <laughs> Give me more of Sneaky Sergeant Benton not uh, not falling for the fake voices. Too bad a fifty-five-year-old spun him like a fucking top. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the fake voices. Yeah. That's something the master can suddenly do. Carl goes on. Bullet synopsis. Tom Tit, for fuck's sake. Atlantis, come for the fancy fancy dress party. Stay for the bird flu. Slow mo running. The random kitchen shit. Tilt a world device. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about that either. Yeah. What a waste of time that was. Really was. Uh, sorry, next bullet points. David Prowse's predilection for wearing masks. The Minotaur. Time rams melt steel handcuffs. The fate of Ladder Guy. Or did the fucking Tom Tit reverse that too? Forgot about Ladder Guy. Yeah. <laughs> the Brigadier for phoning it in. Bring some men with you. I feel as naked as a babe in the bath. From opening crotch shots to closing birthday suit, it's a... Bit of a hard nut to swallow. Oh, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you and I are having opposite reactions to this. (laughs) Two out of five boner crystals. (laughs) Nice one. Thank you very much, Kyle Rath. People of Earth, you can follow Kyle on Twitter. He is at Sinister Super Spy. That's super without any vowels. Next up, we've got Matthew Dennison. Matthew! Hello, Matthew. Matthew goes, I've been looking forward to the Time Monster for a while, not because it's any good, but because it's the type of unbelievably naff story that makes for a classic Who Back When episode. So, no pressure, guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much bad stuff to fit into a mini-review, so I'll just pick some random points that stood out for me. Uh, number one, the characterization of the regulars seems off. The Doctor is completely overbearing, while the Master has become a pantomime villain. And why does the Brigadier, the man tasked with defending the Earth from alien threats and who has a time-traveling scientific advisor, think Yates has been drinking when he reports seeing some roundheads? Good question. Very good point. Yeah. The cliffhangers are laughable. The Master yelling, Come, Kronos! Come! (laughs) When we haven't seen or heard anything of Kronos before or bringing a doddery old man forward in time, hardly have the viewers desperate to see next next week's episode. Agrees. Uh, Kronos looks like what it is, a man in a cheap bird costume, and despite the talk about how powerful it is, 
can be defeated by shutting a door in its face. <laughs> There's some of the most blatant padding ever in episode three as the Doctor builds a time flow analogue, which then falls apart. Yep. <laughs> there are a few positives. Atlantis looks good, and the charm of the regulars can shine through even a bad script. I enjoyed Ruth and Stuart particularly their interplay with Benton, and Benton getting to outwit the master, if only briefly, was a nice touch. I'll give it a 1.5, although I had fun watching it. If you're going to make a bad episode, at least make it ridiculous and have the Doctor bullfight with the minus. Oh, I forgot about that as well. <laughs> oh, wow. He starts fucking smelling. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. It is super duper on point, Matthew. Nice one. Thank you. Next up, we've got Peter Zunich. Zunich! What up, Pete? Hello, Peter. So, Peter writes, This story has so many fun elements. The time experiments, a monster that lives in the vortex and eats time, the Doctor and the Master playing time tricks on one another, a frozen time bubble that only the time sensitives penetrate. A visit to Atlantis, the political intrigue therein, the Minotaur as the Crystal's guardian, the foreshadowing of a character that won't pay off for an entire two seasons, the dimensional clashes, all great ideas. It's rather sad that there, that all this goodness just does not add up to an ideal story. The Master is written to na- too naive for his intelligence. The equal rights thing is poured on so thick that it interferes with the story progression. Some of the directing is poor. The man bird is just plain goofy. There's way too much silliness with baby and backward speaking, unit is useless, and the cast as a whole just doesn't seem into the present-day material. In the end, we're left with a script that is too goofy for a serious story, and yet too serious for a light-hearted one. The second half is somewhat redeeming, and, and with amazing costumes, intriguing characters, and an ending that is just wickedly cool. I wish I could retroactively remove all the dull fluff in the present so we could spend more time in Atlantis and the Vortex. I love so much of this, yet I'm forced to give it a let's hang at my flat while all the all-time goes to hell 2.2. <laughs> 2. <laughs> nice one. Nice one, Thank Peter. You, Peter. Yes. Next up, Trenton Bless. Hello, what, Trenton. What up, Trent? <laughs> Trenton writes... People like to debate whether the Time Monster or the Mutants is the worst poetry story ever. I think the Mutants was just terribly average, not bad, but the Time Monster is a whole different story together. This is the definite article when it comes to bad poetry. The idea was good on paper, Trenton goes on. The Master wants to dominate the universe with a powerful being called Kronos, the Time Monster. But when your time monster looks like a Roman centurion crossed with a chicken made of <laughs> made of marble, all this hype about this all-powerful Kronos sort of dribbles away. And really, a balancing act can stop a machine called Tom Tits? That's incredibly silly. I mean, even the story acknowledges it. But as I bash this serial, it does have its highlights. The story the Doctor tells Joe while they are locked up. We did not talk about that. We did not. The Hermit. Oh my goodness. That was real. I, I don't know. I was in a, like an emotional Were space. Were you a little teary-eyed? I was a little... No, we see. I, I, th- I don't know. I must have been had something else going on in my private life. But I was like a little bit... I got, I got really I got into that bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, shit, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Carry on. Back in. Uh, so memorable, in fact, it was used to cheer friends up when they go to that dark place. Yeah. Mm. Atlantis was well done. Doctor Who is no stranger to the lost city refer to the underwater menace for more. And the Doctor and Joe were on form start to finish. Hmm. So what went wrong with this serial? Boneheaded decisions plus non-existent drama multiplied by a slim end-of-season budget and a terrible-looking monster gave the story a bad reputation. So this story is going to get a 1.8 out of 5 from me. If you can somehow make the Delgado Master look bad, you know you did something really wrong. Holy smokeroonies and cheesecakes. Uh, Trenton? 
Awesome, many. Thank you very much. Ladies and gents, you can follow Trenton online. He is at Trenton Bless. That's Bless with two S's. Uh, yeah, okay. We've now had, was that five? Five different listener minis? Yeah. Kind of, not entirely dissimilar, at least in terms of ratings, from uh, what you gauged on Facebook. Mm. Right? Yeah. Actually, I think Facebook was probably harsher. Really? Yeah, I think as a total. So there were lots of 0.5s in there. and Oh, oh I disapprove of that. Mm. But yeah, okay, cool. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So the next classic will <gasps> be The Three Doctors. The 10-year anniversary. Bam. Next time, which is going to be in two weeks, right? Yeah. We're going to have... We, we can celebrate having gone through a full decade of Classic Who. Holy hot damn. That's amazing. And what next... What is the new Who that we're... we're uh, the next new Who is going to be The Time of Angels, mm. which we recorded yesterday. Very good. So, um, I know that's a good one. <laughs> and that's dropping tomorrow. No, wait. Oh, that's dropping tomorrow. Back. So, the one after that is going to be Flesh and Stone, yeah, part two yeah, part of two. that uh, double feature. Sorry about that. And that's about it. On the bonus front, we have a mailbag app coming up very soon. Mm. Thank you very much, everyone who's sent stuff in to us. Keep them coming. We appreciate yeah. it. And at some point, we're doing the Just a Minute Doctor Who version, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah. It's going to be, yeah. It's going to be good. <laughs> Drew's very excited. Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited as well. I'm nonplus. In the meantime, <laughs> uh, people can follow you on Twitter, can they not? They can, at Nicolele. <laughs> they can follow me as well. I'm at Ponkin. You know how to spell that. Be rad and excellent to each other. Thanks for listening. Rock on. And cha-chao. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. Don't have any friends? No problemo. Tell some strangers. Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you on Google Plus? Then find us on Google Plus. That's plus who back when. And when you do, tell us why you're on Google Plus. Who Back When just got its very own Twitter account, no lie, so give us a follow. You guessed it, that's at Who Back When, all in one word. Check us out on SoundCloud, vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can leave a comment, submit a review of your own, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. Not only would it make us super chuffed, and it really, really would, but as thanks, we will transmigrate your iTunes nom de plume into the credit list of trailers for fake Doctor Who audiobooks produced by Who Back When. Have a poke around our bonus episodes to make more sense of that. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next classic Who review, new Who review, or still funny, audio Who review. Cha ciao. Who back when?